Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. This is Attitude of Gratitude. It's a Monday-Friday thing. We uh, we touch on it at about 6.10-ish or 6.07. And it, the way this works is you just, if you're up and you're at it and uh, coherent enough, you want to send us a tell, what are you grateful for? Is it a, a big life moment forthcoming or something that happened? Was it a nice surprise? Some found money? What's something positive or, 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 or happy in your life? That's that's what we're seeking in all of this. You could share it again to either 11053 or 975-975. Shocker, gratitude is actually good for your mental health. And there are numerous research studies to pass, pass this up. Very true. Yeah, positive uh, psychology. Just just a nice blend of some happy thoughts in your mind, and you could stay in that vein. I'm uh, I'm gonna mix this up. Shocker! I'm gonna lean into. I am grateful for the weekend. I love this. I, I love. I was so excited to get back and, and be with my pal. And well, normally pals with Laura, but obviously uh, not the case at the moment. But the routine being super grateful for it but now i'm back into the weekday weekend mode and that shift back and forth so i already have a few things laid out for this weekend including because i i don't have to keep an eye on the clock in regards to bedtime so tonight full-on homemade pizza night yeah night and i'm doing stuffed garlic bread but the garlic bread twists oh buddy Hello. So, yeah, I, I was able to, uh, one of the gifts, I, I bought it for myself, but we do qualify it as a Christmas present, was I bought an extra wide pizza stone. So yeah, I can you get, did. I can get two large 14-inch pizzas on that single stone, so I can cook dual. Amazing. Oh, and yeah. And it wasn't crazy. It was about 60 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No, no. And so I'm excited to oh, fire that up this evening. Well, it seems like, whoop-de-doo, Jeff, it's dinner. Yeah, but uh, my youngest, she's at now almost 11. She's getting excited to help cook and learn and figure out how those things are going fantastic so yeah i'm i'm, I'm just looking forward to dinner making dinner tonight nothing wrong with that it's hilarious we got a text saying i'm actually glad to be back to work after back-to-back uh, quarantines 20 days in the house is way too oh. i no word of a lie i was going to say i'm grateful for work and <laughs> being yep. back in the routine yeah so i guess i'll have to change it up a little bit because i don't want to just copy everybody else but, <laughs> um Despite the fact that I know a lot of parents who kind of dropped off with the e-learning. Yeah. Super grateful for teachers that did that extra mile of... It was a lot of work to shift over to e-learning for what turned out to be like a week and a half. You know, like yes. the first part of yes. last week, the kids ended up not doing anything. There's a PA day today. So okay. there was, you know, there's a little bit of... I don't know. Was it five days of online? Okay. So that's, uh, thank you. So yesterday it was just post dinner, but my my young Claire goes, dad, yeah, PD day tomorrow. I'm like, wait a minute. Hey, she was off for a couple of days. We uh, we got the Rona. So we were down as as most know that we were down for a couple of days. So she missed a a bunch of schoolwork and a lot of uh, educators. Oh, you won't, your grades won't go down. My thing is these are still important chunks, especially in the younger years. Like she needs to learn these math units so she can go on to the next part of it. Yeah. And she is not loving the fact we're doing a lot of extra school after hours to catch up. So she threw this whole PD day thing. I'm like, come on. I know. <laughs> oh, so there actually is a PD day for some school boards. It's okay. true, yeah. All right. I'm, I will I will fact check that on my end just to make sure. Just print out some extra worksheets. You'll be all set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. Again, first time in forever, if ever, we have had a follow-up to a story, part of I Did Not Know That. 
So maybe you are aware, or after we shared it with you, about a meteorite that nearly killed a BC woman in her sleep. So she lives on the border, basically, of BC and Alberta, and she was sleeping, but uh, she was uh, she was woken up as a uh, massive crash. This ceiling of her house. There's drywall. There's insulation everywhere. She rolls over and sees the size of a grapefruit, uh, a little bit larger than a grapefruit. There's this massive rock on her pillow beside her in her I queen bed. Her head. Yeah, missed her, missed her dog. But it, if she was, she said six inches any uh, in either direction, she would not be here now. It was a charcoal gray rock, cool to the touch. It weighed a little over a kilogram. So RCMP officer shows up. At the first suspicions were, oh, this was uh, a rock that. They were doing some blasting as they were doing some more roads. Again, when you're in the Rockies, you got to make space. So there's a there's a lot of blasting. He thought maybe with one of the big explosions that some debris flew. Talked to the crews and they said, uh, we haven't done that in like a week and a half. So then the Mountie, he returned a few minutes later and said, um, maybe you have a meteorite in your bed. So we'll take that a little bit further. She reported the incident to uh, Western University's Physics and Astronomy Department uh, in London. And then lent them the rock for analysis. So a couple of really smart people. How about this, Benny? The director of Western's Paleomagnetic and Petrophysical Laboratory. Oh, man. And then um, a physics and astronomy professor. They confirmed the rock, indeed, a meteorite. So they had it in their lab. They ran a test. They said, space rocks. So here's some cool facts about it. Space rocks collide with the planet about 41 times a month. Uh, The chances of it striking your house, one in a billion. Oh, wow. Um, they said that this makes up about 70 to 80% of the types of rocks that strike Earth. The meteorite came from a collision in the asteroid belt between Jupiter and Mars about 470 million years ago. Oh, man, that's amazing. So that, yeah, basically, as, as our solar system was being formed, that's when that uh, monstrosity, that's when wow. it broke off. So it traveled through time. The cosmic rock, it's hers because it's under Canada's Cultural Property Export and Import Act. It is all hers. She owns it because it ended up on her land. Yeah. Could fetch up to $1,000 per gram. And it's it a weighs kilogram. a kilogram. Oh, man. So you work yourself some quick math. Uh, so Ruth, the woman's name, Ruth is going to have herself a nice deck. Uh, insurance covered the house uh, with the, the uh, meteorite crashing through the ceiling. So that's all patched up and, and looking like new again. But wow. she's sitting on a whack load of cash. Really so now much? it's the, yeah. do you break this up into pieces? Do you sell it as one whole? She's already had a few very eccentric, wealthy people reach out because they would like to purchase it. I'm saying, lady, I, I'd go for it. Do it. I mean, keep a yeah. little hunk for yourself. Just don't take it in Bitcoin. That's my. Just, just <laughs> don't take it in crypto. <laughs> I don't trust it enough yet. I That's know. a lot of money. That's true. That's a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. See it or skip it with Backstage Ben. Brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. All the goodness surrounding flicks by way of Backstage Ben. Yeah, the state's not quite as shut down as we are, so there's one major movie being released still, and it'll be in theaters once they open back up, and that's Scream 5. Scream 5 is out. It's been a long time since even Scream 4 has been out. I think it was 96 that the first Scream came out. This is a little bit of old meets new, which is a big uh, trend in Hollywood right now. Some of the original cast returning. You've got Courtney Cox, David Arquette, uh, Nev Campbell all returning uh, with some new players as well. It is uh, January releases, as I've said for the past five years here. January releases generally are a dumping ground for theaters or for um, uh, distributors. Right. 
They're not their their biggest movies. They're not going to release after the Christmas holidays have kind of wrapped up. That's generally when we get some of the biggest. But this one has been very well received so far. Seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which for a January release and a horror movie and a five quill <laughs> is is not bad. I just I I can't remember the last time a horror movie was released in January. It's pretty rare, it, 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 and it's generally one that they're just like, we got to get this out, we'll make what we make on it, and then that's about it. But uh, I think there's been delays surrounding it. I don't know that it was always intended to be a January release, um, but I think that also the past couple of years it's changed, and just any movie in the theater is a good thing for a distributor uh, than it used to be. So uh, people saying it's 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 refreshing, it's got that same vibe, uh, pays great tribute to Wes Craven, who has since passed, but... Uh, what he did with the with the trilogy the uh, series to begin with. So people are actually saying it's surprisingly very good for something that nobody really expected. There was a TV series a few years ago that didn't hit all that well. Mm-hmm. Scream 4 was okay. You're getting into the fifth of anything and you're kind of wondering what else they can do, but that's 76%. That's that's really that's very high praise for a horror movie. Yeah, genuinely. you're right. The, f- the fifth of anything. Like the fifth version of Raspberry a Captain Crunch terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> breakfast cereal. So a movie's no, no better. You got that right. Exactly. Uh, there's a TV series that's dropping on Netflix today. It's called Archive 81. Currently 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's another horror thriller sort of thing about a, a videotape archivist who takes d- jobs restoring damaged tapes. He obviously uncovers something on the tape. It's, it's super yeah. mystery right now, but every, uh, every episode from what I'm seeing ends on this huge cliffhanger that's like, this is why the next button was created on Netflix. <laughs> so uh, people really enjoying it. It's got a bit of a cult leaning to it. So if that's sort of your vibe, it's, it is it um, is a little fantastical. Like it's uh, it's demonic possibly, you know, like it's that, okay. that, that kind of thing. But they're saying the supernatural aspect of it is actually really good. And otherwise it's very grounded. So it could be worth a watch if you're looking for something. I think it's a, an eight episode series that just drops on Netflix. And finally, Apple Plus has one that is definitely in the Oscar conversation. The Tragedy of Macbeth. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this. Denzel Washington and uh, Francis McDormand Ooh. are being directed by Joel Cohen of, of the Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers. But just one. This is, I think, as far as I know, in the movies, the first time that only one brother has taken uh, a movie upon himself. Now, he's married to Francis McDormand. And okay. this, at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, saying this could be the absolute ultimate version of Macbeth that's out there. It's really stripped down. It's really back to the basics of what Shakespeare wrote. And apparently it's absolutely incredible. The, the trailer itself gave me chills when I saw it the first time. So this is going to be one that a lot of people are saying definitely going to be in the Oscars conversation. And it's definitely worth a watch as far as I'm concerned. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, you've got options. You absolutely have options. Every Friday, see it or skip it with Backstage Ben, brought to you by Landmark Cinema, sending our love to all theaters. We want yes. you back. Oh, buddy. Can't wait you? because you you always you bring us joy, you bring us sadness, you bring us tears. But at the end, uh, it's just a couple of hours of escape and uh, very much needed by all right now. So thanks, Benny. All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Ashley, she joins us on the line. Good morning, Ashley. 
Hey there, morning. Uh, I've been at it early. Two-month-old and 18-month-old. Now, Benny, that you said that's pretty similar. It's, what qualifies as Irish twins, the term Irish twins? <laughs> Irish twins <laughs> is two in the same calendar year. Okay, I just missed it. Yeah. Just yeah. missed it. Um, real hard. Didn't so, <laughs> well, there's there's one thing to be, to be said about getting them out of the way, right? You're through the diaper cycle, through all the clothes, the onesies, all the extra crotch buttons, all the things that come with little ones. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to move past that. So... Benny has a real good run of late, Ashley. He's He's been pretty hot. Um, there's no theme to the questions today, so there's no tactical advantage for Backstage Ben, or, or you for that matter. There's okay. a little bit of news blended in, some pop culture, so completely random. And let's see how this plays out. So we're going to kick Benny uh, out of the room. Uh, again, since I'm uh, broadcasting at home until Monday, I don't have the sound effects bar, so it's going to be just my voice doing the e or the ding. <laughs> so let's... Good. Let's uh, get you locked in and see how this goes. All right, so Benny's gone. There, he's off uh, He's off of view of camera, so he's out uh, in, into the hallway. And here we go. So question number one. What organization was formed to replace the League of Nations? Oh, gosh, no multiple choice? <laughs> no, not on this one, no. no. Uh, the United Nations? Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh. Well done. Well done. I don't know if it was a branding or just look better on T-shirts, but uh, subsequently changed to United (laughs) Nations. Okay, question number two. This is a scenario. A meteorite falls from the sky and you find it on your property. Who owns it? Uh, The government. Final answer. Would it be me? I own it? You tell me. I'm going to go with the government owns it. Okay. Or NASA. Uh, you had it. You had it. So under Canada's Cultural Property Export and Import Act, meteorites belong to the owner of the property on which they land. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, good to know for uh, the future. Well, that's right. Well, there was a woman. We we had a follow-up story earlier in the show that she uh, she was sleeping in bed. It crashed through the ceiling, landed on the pillow beside her. It's uh, a little bit larger than a grapefruit, weighs a kilogram. <laughs> so this is out in Alberta, B.C., right on the border, basically. They sent it to to University of Western Ontario. They tested it. It's 470 million years old. But how about this? So it weighs a kilogram. Its value is about $1,000 per gram. So she's sitting on a lot of money. There's a million bucks wow. for you. I know. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know if I would snap that rock in half or in pieces, keep a little bit and sell it off. But that being said, uh, it's hers. <laughs> it is. It, it was mailed back to her by way of the researchers that did that work for her. So final question. Crazy. Let's see if you can pick this up. What is Nike's signet, signature symbol called? The one you see in all shoes and apparel. What is that thing called? It has a name. I feel like it's called a swoop. Can you say that again for me? A swoop? Oh, so um. close. Eat. Swoosh. Oh. Swoosh, not swoop. Swoosh. Ah, tough oh. one. Tough one. I feel like your brain was there. I, uh, yeah. And I, I, I knew that one, apparently. <laughs> I, you did. And if I gave it to you, I the text line inbox would just fill up. Okay, so one out of three. Let's see how this plays. I just have to shoot a quick text to, to backstage Ben so he can make his way back into the studio. But, you know, one does give you a chance to, to get back on, uh, at least with a tie. Let's see. Okay, right. so I, I did... I text Benny, the illustrious Benny call. He's going to make his way back in. Same three questions, and we'll see how this shapes up. 
Okay. See, I'm just moving back into the studio. Headphones are about to jump on. And, pal, the way this played out is Ashley ended up scoring almost two points, but she she it was a single point today. One-pointer. All right. Question one, backstage, Ben. Okay. What organization was formed to replace the League of Nations? The United Nations? Ding, ding, ding. Right. Correct. And that was Ashley upset that you got that correct. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> okay, uh, Benny, question number two. Scenario time. A meteorite falls from the sky and you find it on your property. Who owns it? Ooh, that space rock is all mine. You are absolutely correct. Yep, there's actually Canadian law in place that says if it uh, it belongs to the owner of the property in which it lands. So, but that think of this: you're renting, it crashes through, lands on your pillow, <laughs> and your landlord gets to keep the rock. Landlord don't got to know about it. <laughs> yeah. well, explain the hole in the roof, though. Yeah. Um, I'll explain that after I cash in that moon rock. Y- yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. After I move out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's the second point. And final. Let's uh, wrap this up. Third question: What has Nike signature symbol called on apparel on the shoes it's everywhere it's the swoosh it is the, sh- the swoosh Ashley share with Benny what you thought it was called the swoop the swoop the swoop and if you look at it and move your hand you say yeah it's the swoop the swoopy thing yeah it is it's yeah, close yeah but we can't get points on close unfortunately so there is a 3-1 victory for backstage Ben yep I have to. Sorry. I gotta no, you celebrate. Do. Wait for it. And they stay there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Actually, not gloating. He just takes tremendous pride in uh, in this trivia game. <laughs> so there is there is win 263. But, hey, you're in the record books for being a part of the gameplay. We would love to have you back at any point uh, when you can hit that reset and, and get after it. Maybe there'll be a themed day that you just, boom, that's all you. Sounds good. Yes, lovely. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks a ton for listening. I know you got a lot of background noise with a two and uh, eight month, <laughs> eighteen month old, so we do very appreciate appreciate it very very much. And we'll give you a chance, just like Ashley, on Monday at around eight thirty five, eight forty, to play Beat Backstage Band. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Love and know so many people from St. Thomas, and then that includes our very own Backstage Ben. Lo- lo- love the hell out of you, pal. But <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I uh, have more questions, and and maybe someone who's resided in St. Thomas for so long, and this is not the first time. The updated list from McLean's Magazine on the it places to live in Canada, and uh, based on a, a few factors, some questionable factors, mind you, <laughs> between uh, affordability and population growth, taxes, crime, weather, health, amenities, community, and internet access. St. Thomas comes in at number three. That, yeah, it these, does. Benny, these are like... You've got big metropolitan cities and centers, and they didn't make top three. So Halifax and Charlottetown, they tied at number one. Then Fredericton, New Brunswick at the number two spot, followed by St. Thomas at three. What, what would put them there? So the top feature, though, is <laughs> Wi-Fi access. That seems in in Ontario, in Canada, for the most part, I would say, like such a... That shouldn't count. <laughs> I don't it, think it, it, should, count. it should not. Your dad is a realtor. My wife's a realtor. I promise you, not a single customer has said, hey, but how's the Wi-Fi? In any 
in, in any town, any city, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be okay to good. That's a, that's all we can yes. ask for. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now the the medical slash health side. That's the number two feature that certainly does propel St. Thomas up Appreciate into that stick. top three. Yep. yep. Um, and you get it. It has very beautiful spots. It has uh, the race. I don't want to call it the the the, the High Line because that's New York, but you have that mass of the old train trussle that's been converted. The, the um, step, the St. Thomas Elevated Park. Thank you. Yep. Um, that is that's stunning. It's there beautiful. are some pockets of downtown that are are great. You've got legends. You've got a legendary wing spot. We have an elephant. You have a giant elephant. You have the. Uh, the history to be known that you, you you killed the elephant twice. Twice, yeah. It's a rare So feat. how does that go? So the uh, Jumbo, unfortunately, hit by a train. Jumbo got hit by a train while laying train tracks, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and then Jumbo's bones and part of her hide were preserved and put in a museum. And then the museum burnt to the ground. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> they decide not to bury you, but then cremate you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. But other spots on here, I've driven through uh, Cornwall. I'm I'm shocked Cornwall's inside the top 10. It has an odor that is... <laughs> that, that, it, I don't know if it's pulp and paper, but there's there's something that is manufactured in Cornwall that it's... It, it it's there. It's it's present. Every uh, town has a different smell. I yes, mean, there are different scents. Sometimes it's uh, it could be corn or ethanol, that sort of thing. That was Chatham Kent growing up. It smelled like stale bread. All over, Where all over <laughs> I grew up in Tara, Ontario, for many years, and they they brought it back. They make the orange powder that is called cheese that goes in in <laughs> a lot of your macaroni boxes. Oh, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember. I mean, that's why I still have some lung issues. Is we used to climb in the empty <laughs> bins in you the parking the orange lot. Orange lung. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, want to watch us glow? Yeah. <laughs> Some other options, though. It's it's nice to see Woodstock and Strathroy in there, yep. and uh, Tilsonburg. Chatham Kent, what up, hometown of Backstage Ben? It is. And Benny, you did some digging. London only landed at forty, but Waterloo region and, and well, Kitchener and then separate Waterloo in the yeah. into that, or low hundreds. Kitchener was one hundred and four, so barely just almost made that uh, top one hundred. Waterloo one hundred and sixty-two. It's down the list a little bit. All right. Top feature. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm looking at this now. There's no way Hanover, Ontario beats Waterloo or Kitchener or any variation in between or for even beating Cambridge. Not a chance. I have been to Waterloo. I, or I've been to Hanover. I grew up there. In comparison to knowing a ton of friends that live in Waterloo region, and I get my wife working there for almost four years, love the area. I assure you the amenities are vast in comparison to Hanover. If you want to go to the track and bet on the ponies, then, hey, there's a spot for you. <laughs> but otherwise. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm at a complete loss on how McLean's comes up with such a list. I honestly think they want people talking about it, and this is absolutely the way to go about hey it. Hey, now. Hey, now. I mean, that's probably, that could be likely. But, I mean, well, it's, hard, it's hard to not be the nicest place in Ontario when you have the nicest downtown in all of Canada. That was voted. Was that about a year ago? That, that that's came a couple up? of years ago now, I think. But yes, we'll, we'll, uh, keep, we'll keep talking you, about it. If you <laughs> forgot about it, St. Thomas voted the nicest downtown. Oh, buddy. Well, man, they're running out of shelf space for all these awards I know, titles. Right? Hey? <laughs> Holy. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip. On Virgin Radio. It's Backstage Ben and for Laura, so you've got the Backstage Bulletin. You'll have to pardon me, my mouth is on fire right now. I just ate a bunch of jalapeno pretzels. <laughs> well, t- well timed. Buddy. Yeah, bad timing on that one. All right. TikTok stars, the influencers, the top TikTok people, 
They are making more than many of America's top CEOs in 2021. Unbelievable. Some of the numbers that came through on here. Uh, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio and Addison Ray among the top earners from TikTok. Charlie D'Amelio brought in $17.5 million last year. You know, what... They're, it's entertainment, so put them under the header of entertainment. They're doing that, and it, people want to pay them. Good on them. I mean, yeah. well, you might call the content silly and yeah, fast yeah, food equivalent of entertainment. It, it clearly works. And you know what? There's some CEOs that don't deserve what they get. It's just well, they're true. in that role. So I'm I'm fine with this. That's true. Now, Self-starters. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, she's got 133 million followers. Many, I'm sure, are creepy. But uh, she's bringing in these dollars. Now, this is compared to the what they call the median salary of uh, the S&P 500 top CEOs. Obviously, you're looking at somebody like Tim Cook. He made $99 million, so he's still got a lead on that. Robert Kotick, the founder of Activision Blizzard, $155 million last year. However, Dixie D'Amelio, she is uh, Charlie's older sister. She brought in $10 million. Addison Rae, Eight and a half million just from TikTok. Plus, she also has other deals, right? They've they're they're spreading their wings. They're going on to other things like badly acting in movies or <laughs> badly acting in music videos, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing where uh, you appreciate the the effort on their you know the origin platform of TikTok. But you know what? You don't need to do everything. And and you talked about it. Uh, it was a couple of months ago. You did a movie review and just how utterly horrible it is when you're not a trained actor or actress. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, Netflix is, I think, the worst for that right now, where they're like, as we've said, quantity over quality, and they just want to get those names, I think, as opposed to you know, right. real talent. Right. Real talent, though, someone like greatest rapper live, Kung Fu Kenny, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> has teamed up with South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker. They're producing a new live action comedy movie. But the comedy part of it, it seems like it might be some discomfort in the comedy. As the uh, synopsis for the project they're working on, the film will depict the past and present coming to a head when a young black man who is interning as a slave reenactor at a living history museum discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his ancestors. Ooh, that's awkward. Yeah, controversial to uh, say the least, I would say. The South Park guys, no stranger to controversy and tackling difficult subjects. But I think that with Kendrick Lamar as part of this, um, he has a production company that's working with this and he's heavily right. involved in it, apparently. But he has never attached his name to something that was not 100% a great idea. So I feel like we're in safe hands. I'm going to be very curious to see how that turns out and see what kind of backlash it gets once it comes up. Yeah, it makes you feel like this has been thought about and filtered down multiple times. Absolutely. I, I trust him. You love his art. Let's see what this looks like. For sure. That's it. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. This is mind-blowing. And I just sent Benny uh, some footage to Crazy. see, too. So there are many factors that come into play when we uh, you know, go online, buy some goodies that have to ship from overseas. Now, here's a list of things from Amazon packages, things from UPS, USPS, which links into Canada Post. It's everything. Fishing lures, um, boxes and boxes of, of new COVID tests, EpiPens, TV, clothing, apparel. Train burglaries are through the roof. Um, it's a 3,000% spike year to date. Put it that way. This is so they're, they're focusing on one spot in and around Los Angeles. So you've got the, the port of Los Angeles. You have uh, the port of Long Beach, two of the, the biggest uh, in North America. They accept so many goods uh, from Asia. 
and the looting of packages, it looks like, and pardon the term, but it looks like a bomb went off. It does, for sure. Packages everywhere. And Betty, they cleaned that 30 days ago. They cleaned that all up. And so here's the issue. You've got these rail lines that run through neighborhoods while Lincoln Heights is uh, it's a, a lower income neighborhood. And it's they're saying it's crimes of opportunity. So they're hopping the fence. They're getting down there. And the reason why they're and how they're able to get on these rail cars, it's they're the, the shipping containers that end up on cargo ships and then subsequently get off at the port, go on the rails and then get shipped to various hubs all across the United States that end up in Canada and beyond. Well, the train frequently slows or even stops in that area of Lincoln Heights because trains, as we all can attest to, notably in London and even Waterloo region, when they stop and sit, they sit for quite some time. Uh-huh. Well, it's because there's this massive intermodal facility near downtown Los Angeles, so they have to process the cars. So there there are moments, Benny, where these cars will sit for up to two hours. Oh. Well, there there are a lot of these, these massive... Um, containers that there's not even a lock or if there is it's just a simple lock that with a bolt cutter exactly, boom, you're yeah, in. people can come prepared so they're saying basically in uh, every four to five cars on the train completely gutted and open oh. and in fact thieves are getting good to understand which cars to hit which not to um, they, they lean in towards certain shippers because there's also um, I didn't know this uh, some currencies have been shipped through the mail by way of UPS including the metal plates used to make various forms of currency. Oh, jeez. So where it started off as just people being, you know, crimes of opportunity, and now it's leaning into organized crime going, oh, well, why don't we rob trains too, like back in, in you know, the Wild West days. Yeah, seriously. So those, uh, Wild West has very much returned. And what's interesting, there was one reporter that went out and looked at packages. They're, they're unopened Amazon packages. There's other uh, uh, various packages from other senders. So they're taking those, the tracking numbers and going on, and it's like, in transit no it's not it's sitting on the side of uh, of the railway tracks at this point so this has turned into and think of the trickle down the insurance claims the having to reship items the cost to those vendors and selling products this is uh, a nightmare and at this point they have two two officers from the railway line from union pacific that are able to patrol what is about a 15 kilometer span Let's create some more jobs and maybe uh, boost up those numbers a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an LAPD. It's not their jurisdiction. So this is quite interesting. And, and it is impacting us even here in southwestern Ontario. That might add to an explanation of yeah. some delays with shipping of, of items you're buying online. From porch pirates to train takers. That's right. That's right. <laughs>